You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode at, uh, I guess, the origin place, right? The home of Coda. This is, right? The first store? This is our... I guess, first location? It's the Yeah, it's the first location. It's actually our second building. Okay. But it is the but first is the location. First yeah. So down here with uh, Jared and Bryce, I guess, co-founders? Co-founders. the right way to describe it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, when was the first one? When, when, did, when was Open Shop? Mm. December 2011. Yeah, December 15, 2011. Yeah. Yep. And it was just about 200 yards to the west of us. Okay. It was the first building we were in. It was 2,000 square feet. And it was kind of a cool opportunity because we were able to, you know, we, we quickly grew out of that 2,000 square feet and were able to bust a, a, a wall down and go into 4,000 and then 6,000 total, yeah. which really helped us out during huge. that growth phase. And then we got this one built for us, which is 12,000 square feet. Nice. This will be six years here. Yep. this summer so everyone like you when you have your competitions everyone kind of comes do you host events out of here as well we host yeah uh, two, two events. events a year out of here and then we do one big one down at uh, uh bricktown event center nice so i guess going back a little bit how you know growing up was fitness always like part of life you go first um yeah i i always love working out so i grew up in a small town in west texas um, and really played sports right off the bat. I grew up in a rodeo family, so sports were always kind of a, a big thing. And my father really pushed, um, or no, I wouldn't say pushed, but he encouraged us to play sports. And when we would get into something, he would read all he could about it and learn as much as he can. So um, I was always, you know, I definitely stayed out of trouble, to be honest, as a kid playing sports. And so I did that a bunch and was always, you know, sort of looking for new ways to work out and really you know, took a liking to lifting weights and watching film and doing all that kind of stuff and was, you know, for a small town in West Texas, was fairly successful at football and baseball and then um, went off and and played rugby at the Air Force Academy uh-huh. where I started, you know, getting into a little bit more and um, was sort of looking for a way to uh, have our team do conditioning that wasn't just running sprints all day. And so I went down and did a workout uh, with one of my buddies who's actually training for a special tactics officer uh, school. Uh And it was a a thruster, pull up, swim underwater, three round kind of thing that I found out was like fraying with, but also swimming underwater and I was kind of hooked. And so after that, I I had the rugby team do it and we would, you know, do all kinds of weird workouts and stuff. And then when I got stationed in Oklahoma city, there was only two, gyms you could go to two crossfit gyms one was way down in norman out of the guy's garage and then one was up in edmond mm-hmm. and so i sort of built my day around being able to go to that one up in edmond and i started started working out there a lot and kind of doing the little competitions and and became a trainer there and that's where me and jared actually met was at that gym yeah and rugby is a completely different animal too like yeah. i know i grew up like Rugby in Wales is that's our huge. Sport, oh right? yeah, so, big time. Big time. Yeah. And and I I played for the um, all military team, so I'd travel and play different countries, militaries and stuff like that. And so, you know, with that, it was sort of you needed to be fast, but then you also had to have endurance. You know, you had to be able to go the full eighty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was a that was a big deal of, of, and it's kind of I think laid the framework for me of understanding how 
you know, in CrossFit, you need to be able to go fast and be able to lift heavy, but you also need to be able to be, sure. be enduring and last for a full competition. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it was really good for me. Yeah. My buddy plays for uh, the Seattle Seawolves. Okay. Um, Eric Duchelle, they, uh, they have won the last two major league, um, I guess, championships here in the yeah. U.S., what position do you play? Um, I, I played center, and uh -huh. then I would do some fly half. Yeah. Um, he, he plays flanker. He's a big, He's big, a big dude. He's a big guy. Yeah. He's in the mix then. Oh, yeah. He's a, yeah. 260, you know, fit, jacked. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't mess around. It's, it's different, you know, growing up around rugby, like that was just kind of second nature to everyone who grew up, right? You either played football, soccer, or rugby, you know? And But you come out here, and, you know, I, when I came to university, it was, bring a rugby ball over and throw it around and all the football guys who are four times the size of me would be like well I'm playing that mm -hmm. like, what's, why you know I'm and really it's just it's, it's, it's interesting to see those people like yourself in the states that really love it yeah I think if Americans just learn the rules a little yeah. they would love watching it because it's fast paced you know it's exciting to watch it's there's always something going on to be honest what I'm worried about the most with it is it's hard to get sponsors because you don't have those big commercials and stuff yeah, you, don't. you know so they can't you know you TV ads and stuff will never make as much money if right. they're playing, you know, the 80 minute game only really lasts for 106 minutes or yeah. whatever, you know, versus football take four hours. Do you watch any of the, the sevens stuff? So, yeah, I, I tried out for the Caravelli sevens uh -huh. for USA sevens and played a lot of sevens. And I mean, it's super exciting. The US team of sevens is very good. Very good. But again, they have to be able sure. to understand just a few rules. Yeah. Um, and sevens is another one that's really exciting just because of the tournaments and stuff, you know, so you can get two or three games in in one day. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, I had some friends from Wales who played sevens, and they just said it's just a traveling circus. They were mm -hmm. a great time. Oh, yeah. Um, when was the last time you played? Uh, 2014. Yeah. Not, not a rugby player then, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> I was a golfer. Yeah. <laughs> no rugby. Yeah. We share that at least. It's good. Yeah. Um, so, grew up in Oklahoma City, I assume? I grew up in a little small town called Hevener in the southeastern uh -huh. Oklahoma. Okay. And he, he, he liked the sports because of working out. And I think I played basketball on track and baseball, but then I gravitated toward golf because I didn't have to work out. Yeah. I think that was why I started playing golf. I hated going up doing the Yeah, I can associate with that. Doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had to run, and that was it for workouts when I was in university. So I played golf in college, and I um, was a pro at Oak Tree. Uh -huh. And then during the wintertime, there's not much going on, I started working out. I think it was the same time when Tiger came around, and sure. everybody saw how he was working out all the time. So everybody started working out then, uh -huh. and then I realized I liked work, working out. Yeah. Where did you play golf in university? A little uh, northeastern state uh -huh. in Tal Tahlequah. Nice. How was that? It was good. It was a fun little, fun little, fun little college. Yeah. Is it uh, NAI? Yeah. We. Oh, what is the logo? I can't. Oh, it's coming. Out. I can't. It was the Redskins, but I don't think it is anymore. Yeah, I think they changed it from when I was there. News was different too, yeah. and they changed it. Uh, I can't. I think I'm sure we've played against them a couple of times, uh, but you know, SNU I think was in their conference probably, yeah. um, but. So obviously, really enjoyed golf and going through university was like I want to have a career in this. Yeah, and then went just straight to Oak Tree, or was it bounce around a bit? What uh, did you think about playing? I went to try to play a little bit. I was at Coffee Creek and then Gallardia, uh -huh. and then I went to Oak Tree. Yeah, started in the back room and tried to play there. Were you at Gallardia when they had that Shell's Wonderful World of Golf? Uh, I was. I was there when the first six months it was open, and Shell's yeah. was right after I was there. Has it changed much, or is it still the same? The, to what it's open. The first time I played it, I think I shot 66. Yeah. The very first time I walked down the course. So they've made it a lot harder 
they had to keep making it harder and harder yeah. and harder. I find it hard to play there because it's. I find it hard to focus on hit, to hit balls straight over uh -huh. there because the fairways are so wide, aren't they? And it's like, unless it's blowing 25 mile an hour, it's not really a hard Yeah, course. I like it with how great the course was in shape. Mm -hmm. I think it's still in pretty good shape. Yeah, and I think just for location in the city, the practice facilities yeah. are better than any other place in town, mm -hmm. pretty much. So, yeah, I, I, I know Garrett very well, who's there now, and a lot of friends who play there. And, my wife's like, we, can we join? <laughs> You're like, yeah, that'd be great. Sure. Yeah. Uh, are you going to use the pool in the gym? If, that, if you do, then, then maybe we'll think about it. <laughs> yes. Uh, but so you guys met, I guess, working out of that gym in mm -hmm. Edmond. Yep. yep. When was the, when was that? I started in 09. Yeah. yeah, so it would have been about the same time. I, I remember Jared coming in and kind of being the guy that would wear crazy socks and colorful outfits and stuff. So Were you like that on the golf course as well? Uh, no, a little bit. Nah, not, yeah. not as crazy. Not John Daly crazy, no, but not, yeah, a little exactly. different. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what, I, I guess you, you got into lifting, but what, you know, because going from just working out in the gym to doing a CrossFit is, accomplished, is a huge step, isn't it? Especially from someone like, who I can definitely relate to as a golfer. You're like, oh, yeah. sure, you know, but do you know, and, and Gan, our mutual friend, has been trying to get me to come in and where I, I convince him to run an ultramarathon in March. So after I, we both do that, I'm going to have to come in because I, I owe him at least yeah. one or two workouts. Uh, um, but I think I just got so bored it. just going into the gym by myself. And then somebody told me about CrossFit because it had just kind of started. Yeah. Like you said, that was the first. There's only two of them in the state, and that's the one we, we both ended up at the same one. Right. And, and then was, just were you there long before you thought, let's open our own? Yeah, for a while. So we were... Um, Jared and I were trainers for, well, I guess I kind of talked him into being a trainer, yeah. mainly just because his personality would have a good time. Okay. Everyone loved him. He'd make lots of jokes, you know, really made uh, everyone easy in class and have a good time. And so um, I, I talked the owner into Jason Bogue, who at the time was kind of like the grandfather of uh -huh. Oklahoma CrossFit, mm -hmm. into um, uh, having Jared come on and coach some. Yeah. And then we started, you know, like hosting events together and hanging out and we would do a lot of social stuff um, back then. And so we just kind of developed a good friendship. And I actually got I was so I was in the Air Force at the time, stationed yeah. at Tinker. And so I got deployed um, to <laughs> Afghanistan from it was April 2011 to April 2012. Mm -hmm. And that's actually when we opened. I was deployed. And so sort of my options were to to come back to Oklahoma and then get restationed out to Las Vegas and have to serve an extra two years, which I really wasn't super excited to doing yeah. or getting out and kind of having my own business going. So Jared and I talked a little bit and we went back and forth with Jason some about uh, opening a different or another gym, another Oklahoma City location. Mm -hmm. And finally, it kind of just came to me and Jared opening up Coda uh, by ourselves, sort of. I mean, we almost kind of made it up as we went, to be yeah. honest. Mm -hmm. Just like I'm good, let's find a location. Let's go from there. And like, that's the good thing about CrossFit, right? Is you just need a bare shell. You don't need a yeah. lot of stuff. You Correct. Of you know. Stuff. And then once you have your equipment, it's you just know, going. investing in that equipment so it lasts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And just having people come through the door and making classes fun and educational and yeah. really building the community is one definitely is the, the biggest factor, right? Compared, to, you said there was one in Norman or more and one in Edmond, and the location you have now is right in the middle of everything well at the time we opened there had been a lot of other ones open there okay. was kind of a boom of crossfit gyms yeah, sure. opening and so we there was probably at that time maybe 10 in the city yeah. spread out at different spots but we did kind of have a niche 
spot that we wanted to be, which really was a lot from Jared growing up here and knowing more about the city. And I just okay. kind of trusted him with Chesapeake that. Chesapeake was blowing and going yeah. when we were, and I just wanted to get something around here easy to get to off the sure. locations. And we finally found that little building over there. Uh-huh. And it was well, a month. It was a month-to-month -month lease. He wouldn't let us sign a, a lease, which I was fine with because who knew who right. knew how Starting it was going to work. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a. I yeah. think it was nine hundred dollars a month is what we paid in rent. Yeah. When we first started. Yeah. <laughs> and from when you when you first started, did you have people already like you know already members thinking yeah we'll sign it we'll follow you because we're just friends of you and kind of things or did you have to go out? It was and really... kind of a perfect storm. Yeah. Of. I don't know how to say this tactfully. The guy moved off that we were at at the gym. Okay. So then he moved off, and then we started our gym. So everybody kind of came with us once we started our yeah, gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, Jer nice. I mean, a lot of the members were longtime friends of Jared's. And yeah. So yeah. there was a lot of people who came over just because they grew up together and stuff right. like that. And word of mouth spread, you know, it just spreads fast. Yeah. Um, you know, back then, there wasn't these micro gyms that you see popping up now. You know, you see different orange theories and athlete inks and different like you know these kind of micro gyms you know you think pre 2015 there were none of those so right. we were kind of the first micro gym to pop up in this area and so people were thirst thirsty for that you know they mm -hmm. wanted some of that that not only the fitness but just like the community and the you know the camaraderie that comes along with it sure and that's one thing like and i know you said you were drawn to this as well it's like when i went to my to watch that event that was in Tulsa recently, I couldn't believe how like much of a community and how much of a family thing it was. Right, like it, it, it was kind of infectious. It was all. It was kind of like I. It felt like when I went to watch my first marathon, it was kind of the same feeling. Like mm -hmm. everyone's just cheering each other on, regardless if you're competing against each other. Like everyone's just having a blast. Yeah. Even like the you know the the, the in, not the instructors, the um, the referees and stuff like that, whatever they're called, they're like. You know, oh, yeah. pushing you yeah, as well. Judges yeah, judges are pushing, that's yeah. right. They're, yeah, very, they're pushing you as well, which is nice. Yeah. Like, Most of them never are very seen that there, before, yeah. you know, especially in golf, where like the judges are kind of. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, yeah, yeah, like you don't want officials. Just you never like want to even have guy, to talk. Right? Talk yeah. to them. Um, but that was really cool to see. Uh, so I guess where does the name come from? It was, I was. There's so many CrossFits back then that were like, I'm trying to be tough. And there were like all these. Crazy names, yeah. What. Uh, Elite, Black just, Dog, just, just lots of hardcore I'm names. I'm trying to be hardcore. So yeah. I, was, I was thinking we have this dead language, and it was really hard for CrossFit to let you have a word because there was so many gyms popping up. So it was hard to find a okay. word. So I was found this. There was a dead language. We're in Native American. And then I was thinking I'll just start finding a word. Yeah. And I just started, me and my wife just was just looking at so many words trying to find and then this Our, one and Coda. the theme you know the theme we were wanting was that community you know yeah. we talked about that all the time so like yeah. you know battle buddy and friendship and all that stuff was constantly talked about before we could even think of a name yeah and then we found that coda means friend is what the word coda in okay. the Sioux language means so and then i like the way it sounded with coda crossfit it yeah. just kind of had a ring off of it i was really sold so i was out in afghanistan working for siege of which is the Joint Special Operations Task Force that's uh -huh. in charge of all of Afghanistan. And so for the spe kind of the Special Forces logo is that crossed arrows. You know, it's mm -hmm. like the brotherhood. Sure. Um, and uh, you do. so yeah. whenever we, you know, that was everywhere. Yeah. All, everywhere I went, there were those crossed arrows. And then when we looked in the actual symbol for CODA is those crossed arrows. And so it just made perfect yeah. sense. Like I knew this had to, this had to yeah. be a sign. So, you know, open this one, kind of just 
like flying by the seat of your pants and making sure everything's you know taken every day as it comes mm-hmm. uh how how soon do you prove the concept and they're like right we need to open another one we kind of had a guy who was wanting to open up a gym okay and so we've a lot of the gyms were like the gyms around the country were like this they were all mad because they said one of our coaches left and they started a new gym and took all of our members right so we started thinking and it, it didn't seem like it was took a lot of thought that we would go in with this guy yeah he's going to leave anyway so why not just go with him and Help make another yeah. yeah and you you don't have to reinvent the wheel as much sure. too you know you do the same programming have a lot of the same processes you know bounce ideas off each other yeah. use each other for support yeah that kind of stuff so his name was kevin shoots he was a, a trainer in chicago moved out here for a job and you know walked in the door and was ready to you know work out and real fun to be around and so we started having him teach classes and um he mentioned that he was one to open a gym so we had been just kind of you know at that point looking for other opportunities around the metro area and and Mm -hmm. we're pretty excited about norman and so we talked kevin into open up a gym down there in norman which became our second location yeah and now we have what five six we have six okay so five in Oklahoma, one in Denver. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and one four in Oklahoma City Metro, one, one in Tulsa, one in Denver. Yeah. Yes, sir. And is the Tulsa one kind of the same size as this? It's a little bit smaller. Okay. Like location, like size wise. Yeah, like yeah, gym it's, size. It's yeah, about, yeah. It's about six thousand square feet. Okay. So this one's just under twelve. Yeah. And if you'd That's have been cool in here, spot. if you'd have been in here earlier, there were about fifty people in here between yeah. eleven thirty and noon classes. Which I mean, you got plenty of room for fifty people too. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because when you have a competition in here, I'm sure you have uh, over 100 Yeah, we have one coming up on the 29th okay. um, that's big. And so it'll be, yeah, filled up with, you know, platforms on each side with working out. So you went to the one at, that KO had yeah, one uh-huh. platform. So there was they're working out in one spot. Sure. So imagine we'll have a workout going on in here. We'll have a whole nother workout going on uh, over nice, there. Okay. We'll have a whole nother workout going on outside. Interesting. So there's like kind of always something going on. It's very, yeah. it's very fun for the people coming to watch. Yeah, definitely. Because you're always going to be something right and is it i guess all day as well mm-hmm. kind of like this that is just a one weekend. day just we like to just do one day, day. we try, yeah. try to keep ours especially when they're on location here sure to try to do it one day yeah so from you know from owning the gyms and just being in it literally every day uh do you guys compete is well, that's that kind of where we i was in masters and he was just a young guy and we both kind of were reasonably good yeah. at competing right off the bat whenever before everybody started making a more career we were kind of right. reasonably good at it right off the bat so people kind of already started coming local. to our gym very local yeah. celebrities yeah. yeah very local yeah <laughs> <laughs> everyone who's a coach you knows who you yeah. are <laughs> yeah. and then like he said i'd always wear crazy clothes i'll have yeah. a mohawk and i'll color my mohawk so it was just kind of back then wild. in competitions we would like paint our face for the last event like war, war paint because yeah. we wanted to go in real tough and yeah. stuff yeah yeah. So it's, so everybody started, some of the better athletes started coming here because they wanted to compete. And then people who were just getting into it, they saw that right. all these good athletes, so they started coming here too. That I mean, that's great, isn't it? Because you know with the right, like you know from a golfer's point of view, right, you want to play against the best, yeah, don't yeah. you? You want to, because that's how you know you're going to perform. You, know, you, you want to know how you stack up mm-hmm. against the best. And I assume that's exactly how it is with with working out well but in, and then though i mean less than five percent of our members actually do competitions yeah i right. mean most people just want to come in here and sweat and you know look good naked and mm-hmm. leave feeling better than when they came in and stuff but i mean there is an aspect of that of um you know that con- continual progression you know being healthier being mm-hmm. more fit being more competitive uh, that we really try to promote 
Yeah, and I've, I've been watching quite a lot of like just CrossFit documentaries recently just because I'm kind of interested in it. And, you know, you see Matt Fraser doing his thing and you're like, this guy's insane. Mm-hmm. He is, uh, he is then, a lot. He is um, crazier than anybody else. And then the guy, <laughs> now, uh, who's the guy before him? That like, Froning. Froning. Yeah, I watched his his documentary on Netflix. Yeah. And I'm like, this, he just make up, makes up his own workouts, and mm-hmm. which he's very good at making up. That's kind of one thing I, I realized was he's just very good at figuring out stuff that he should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't. I, I spoke to Gan quite a bit about it, and it's like, it's. You know, not even the one percent. It's less than that who make it to the games. Like it's oh, yeah. crazy how insanely talented these people are. Um, I guess how is there anyone out of your gyms that have kind of sniffed that, got close? Well, Jason Miller, actually, the guy that was in here right before we started the podcast, is yeah. a, was a games athlete. Wow. Um, he went two years ago, and then um, we have Price lots of teams that have gone really close. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. That have done lots of regionals appearances and and now sanctionals appearances. Yeah. Um, we've sent teams six or seven years from here and and three years from down in Norman. Um, We sent a lot of Kevin, Casey, Kristen, myself, Drew, have all been to regionals. There was a regionals before the games, and they just a few years they stopped that. You you can see all those. Yeah, banners. Yeah, yeah, those are from the regionals and stuff. Cool. And you guys, obviously, I I assume everyone goes to support if they can and just show up and... God, the worst one was they do it out in Chicago. We had a hard time getting there from here. I wish we yeah. were in the South region, which you could just do it in Dallas or Austin yeah, or San Antonio. Would have been we would have stacked yeah. the house. But yeah, we had a hard time getting a lot of fans out there. But there was still, you know, a good twenty or thirty that would go out and, and cheer us on for sure. Right. Yeah. Last last year there was a competition in Austin, and we took so many people to that one because it was driving distance and yeah. we had so many people at that that was a really fun competition because Austin's fun uh-huh. too oh definitely and yeah. like that the, the, the one in Tulsa I was at it was they were naming the lanes and they were reading off the names and it's like I think one in like ten out of the lanes was North Dakota yeah we, <laughs> like had this a, is awesome. we had a bunch of people at that one yeah, yeah, that, yeah that, was that was a, a local one that yeah was that was good. a fun one just kind of looking around and seeing everybody and mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, was a fun uh, competition. I was just taking photos, and like just every time I'd see someone in a Coda shirt, mm-hmm. just I took a lot of pictures. <laughs> a lot of, I should probably show you. You probably recognize a lot of the people in them because they they're just on my laptop. Um, but no, it was it was really cool to, to see the event, just to be around it, and then um, like my wife were doing kind of like a, kind of I guess a challenge at the moment, um, the seventy five hard challenge. Yeah, Andy we have a few people doing so that. David Goggins. Yeah, all yeah, well, that non he's. David Gong is the reason I signed up for that ultramarathon. I listened to too many of his podcasts. And I was like, I can do anything. Uh, <laughs> and then I signed up for the 31 mile race, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, but no, Jared's I, doing 50 today. tomorrow. Is he really? Mm-hmm. I'm doing a 50 miles tomorrow. 50 mile tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds. He kind of does that stuff. You Both like of that us... stuff then? Like, how... I just kind of got into it just because it's kind of a challenge. So, how for me going into this, never done it before. I've ran two half marathons and that's it. Well, like, there's a lot of walking. Okay. So don't even think about it. you're going to try to run. Okay. There were some people that ran, but most people are just walking fast, walking it, with the purpose. Okay. It's also out there on, is it on the Wichita Trail? This one is out a little bit north of there. So how long will it take you to run or walk 50 miles? So um, I'll start tomorrow, I'll think about 9, hopefully get done by 4 a.m. Whoa. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, so more of a system. <laughs> Mine's only th- I say only thirty. Yeah, I did miles, one but. three weeks, two weeks ago, a fifty k. That kind of what you're doing. Yeah, and that took me right about ten. Okay. So it was just a lot of walking and just moving. Yeah, it's the one in Stillwater. It's the there it, it was the land run. They renamed it for something. Yeah. It was a bike race or whatever, but 
the, the bike race sold out in seven minutes. Oh wow! Which is a hundred mile bike race, gravel back roads. Like I'm like, yeah, that sounds fun. I'll try and sign up for that. And seven sold minutes out. later, it's gone. So oh. all that was left was the run. Uh, <laughs> obviously, because no one wants to do it. They would rather ride a bike. Uh, but no, this um, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, the whole like for me like. I am quite drawn to CrossFit, and and I think everyone like hears the you always hear the negative things, right? And I've had friends who are golfers that have got into it. That uh, Charlie Saxon is one a friend of mine. He he played at OU, and now he's on the Corn Ferry Tour. And I, I just I, saw I, him. I texted Charlie yesterday. Yeah, so I saw him yeah. when he was like my size. We played a lot of golf <laughs> together, and then I saw you know I see him periodically every now and then, and his shoulders just get keep getting his back just keep getting bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. And he, he used to come here. Yeah, yeah. I took Charlie hunting okay. last year. Yeah. Yeah. So just from a golfer's perspective, watching Charlie and watching him like do that, it's like oh, yeah. you know. And I, it's more of like a mental thing as well because mm-hmm. like being a golfer, you don't really want to work out hard, I guess. But now I get to the point where like, hmm, mm-hmm. kind of want to just push myself, challenge myself, and find out what I'm kind of made of, kind of thing. And CrossFit just seems to be like all around mm-hmm. the thing that I need to try. It, it's addictive too when you're doing it like with a group of people. You know, yeah. there's that kind of team aspect and the stuff that you know, it's horrible you, that you can't even talk yourself into doing alone. You right. can do with a group easy and enjoy it and have a good time. And, you know, that it's just a whole different ball game yeah. when you're doing it in a group class with a fun instructor, mm-hmm. you know, next to people that you, you know, know. And, right. Yeah. Charlie does it. He has like a, he does, he has to, he has to do stuff. He does stuff kind of on his own just for him. At his house kind of thing. Just for him to get better at what he needs to get better with sure. for golf. Mm-hmm. And with the weakness because he has some hip stuff yeah and some back stuff and yeah. so that kind of that's with probably probably have fairly close to the same issues i yeah. have kind of a week back and just kind of just naturally from being tall and slightly hunched over and, and then the hip rotation yeah from golf and doing all the tireless tpi stuff which i'm sure you know as well just kind of like don't have that pelvic tilt rotation that i need yeah um and just the way the golf has gone you know since you started doing crossfit i guess and since watching tiger and all that yeah. stuff it's like everyone's in the gym now yeah you know unless you you know you've got someone who's a little older but even mm-hmm. phil recently has dropped a ton of weight yeah. and he's throwing you know he's it's amazing to see that have you been following his no, stuff yeah. recently he's crazy yeah I, uh, that's a drastic loss of what was it 30 40 pounds yeah. or something that's yeah. uh i saw him yeah, this last weekend yeah i don't understand that yeah he seems to be happy but, <laughs> and well and then you have people like jason day who says he's almost out he's almost done because his back hurts so much oh, really yeah he said last week that he's almost like he's he's almost done with playing golf because his back's in so much you know mm-hmm. while he swings at like 130 mile an hour so i can understand why but <laughs> um so you guys obviously work out as much you know still the same amount that you used to when you started yeah we I mean i think we work out more than a lot of gym owners do yeah we do. We want to make sure that we enjoy it. But one of the things that Jared and I have done too is always make sure that CrossFit is our only thing. You know, we do right. stuff outside of the gym that we have a good time with, like his, you know, his kind of ultra run hike stuff, and and um, you know, just things like that that make sure that CrossFit isn't like our only focus, but right. it really helps us to do other yeah. things. And I think that's probably ninety percent of our people. You know, Coda makes them a better grandma or makes them a better golfer it makes them you know right. uh, they're able to p- throw the ball with their kids more and stuff mm-hmm. like that you know it just makes you uh all around kind of live a more fulfilled life mm-hmm. and i like how you know you can do the same workout however many times and then you time yourself and that's mm. that's when like 
you know when you go to the gym and you if you're just lifting weights depending on how you yeah. feel what time you've gone what you've eaten that day you may not put in the same effort mm-hmm. and you never you never really know yeah. well you can seriously track your yeah. numbers in crossfit kind of that progression is big yeah mm-hmm. yes sir being able to see that mm-hmm. do you um have i guess a favorite workout well, I'm sure you have a least favorite workout. Right? <laughs> no, <I always> <laughs> There's plenty of those. But is there one that you just like, oh, I just love doing it? I like doing like the, the rings up here. Mm-hmm. Ross and I both like doing workouts that have muscle ups and stuff. We get to do gymnastics and stuff like that. Yeah. Both Anything, us, yeah, that's real skill focused that we can beat people on. Really don't like we, to do, skills. we really don't like to do lifting too much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like the I more just, love doing snatches. Yeah. yeah. You put like muscle ups and handstand walks and mm-hmm. maybe some toes bar or something. Some we're in there. Jump ropes and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, I can. Terrible at all of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did it take you long to kind of just get used to doing handstand walks and, and muscle ups and stuff it's, 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 it's weird it's a lot of technique right? muscle ups took me like a week handstand walks took me like seven years yeah and it everyone else is usually complete opposite right? yeah I mean I don't know it's just some things are easy to pick up yeah I, I think I got lucky when we were you know I, we were bef- ahead of the game now if you start there's like all these things you have to learn but I remember when handstand walk was just completely no one did that you yeah. know that was not in it you know ring muscle ups that wasn't something because he used to do about. handstand walks I was like what is he out there yeah. trying this for yeah, this I mean, is never going to be in there never going to be like we would talk yeah. about what, what might be the next thing to come up you know and um, I remember it, there was a time when I was working on just being able to handstand hold in a box and I probably worked on that for two or three months mm-hmm. and just to do it just yeah. to do it yeah. no one had even really thought about that and then it actually came up in a competition handstand holding in a box and then after that you started seeing more and more walks but yeah. I was proficient at holding in a box enough and controlling my balance there that walking came real natural after that right. and I, that's one thing I love and like that I kind of got on caught on to from watching the documentaries is I mean, you may go to the games and you have no idea what's coming. Oh, yeah, for right? those guys, for yeah, sure. Those guys. And then, Swimming and yeah, biking and like the and pegboard everything. and all yeah. the rest of it. Like, watching people fail from that because they've never, ever tried yeah. it. Yeah, it's mm, fun when they yeah. do throw something at them. Yeah. It's, cyclocross and something crazy that these guys don't get to practice all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I mean, but it's good, though. It's true. Like, it's true test of fitness. It's, yeah. That's the, that's the best thing about it. It's mm. not like the strongman people that you see that are, you know, 400 pounds. And they know and what they're going to do every time. They, they just have yeah. to lift that weight. That's mm-hmm. it. Yep. So, uh, I guess what um, have you been to any of the games? We went to the one that Jason qualified okay. for. We said we were never going to go until somebody made it. Okay. A lot of people kind of it was kind of like a, everybody to go to the CrossFit Games and hang out. But yeah. we were Bryce missed it by one spot twice. Oh, you're kidding! And yeah. then we were so we were never going to go until yeah. one of, somebody from our gym made it. When was that? Two thousand. Uh, so that would have been two thousand before I got deployed. Eleven and twelve. Ten. 10 and then 13 maybe 10 yeah. and 13 yeah. yeah just one place he got two it. spots one time one spot another time yeah okay yeah. I feel really bad. <laughs> one of them Sorry was handstand push-ups, actually. <laughs> no, really? no one had ever done handstand push-ups. It was the 11 one. Yeah. And so that one um, oh, yeah. was out. It was at Hell's Half Acre down in Dallas. Um, was kind of like the sanctionals. And I was second place going in, and they took the top five. Yeah. And um, handstand push-ups came up, and we'd never done them. Like that, I didn't even know what that was. Right. I kicked up on the wall and couldn't do them and didn't know what was going on. And, it was it just was crazy and I fell way down the fell into sixth place on that one. Yeah. So that one hurt for sure. Two thousand thirteen I so I was deployed in twelve and so I did the open out there. Uh-huh. So then the next year when I went out to to do regionals, I actually had to go to South Korea to do regionals. 
And so I did regionals really? in South Korea. Yeah. Wow. How was that? It was, I mean, it was really fun to travel out there yeah. and, you know, the experiences. I flew through Japan and I was kind of doing like military hops the whole sure. time to figure out how to get out there and stuff. So that was quite an experience. Um, the, and, you know, the judges and everybody did the best they could for Korea, but, you know, everyone spoke different languages. Like, not everyone spoke the same language. <laughs> so there was a lot of confusion on what was going on. Um, and it was funny because handstand push-ups got me again, to be honest, on that one. They, oh, really? they had one workout that was, you know, it's, you do 21 deadlifts and you do 21 handstand push-ups and 15 deadlifts and 15 hands, 9-9. Nine, nine. Yeah. And um, I knew it was going to be my most challenging one. <laughs> and I was doing my handstand push-ups, you know, uh, my head hit the ground every time and and some of those guys with like the mohawks would just kind of tap yeah. their top of their mohawk on the ground and no one could really say anything no <laughs> one spoke the same language so we're all just kind of wondering what's going on yeah and there was even a time where the wall that they were doing handstand push-ups on they brought it out there but you could do handstand push-ups on either side of the wall and the guy that was on the other side lost control and fell under the wall and took me out like uh, like basically like cut me from from the elbows <laughs> just not meant to go to the it games was, it, was you. Different. It, was, it was different it was different things are way cleaner now in those com big sanctions you competitions know, and at stuff. that at that competition i was matter of fact i was at a party at galardia at a house at galardia uh -huh. and i was following along on twitter because there was no coverage, yeah. of course, because yeah, it was over big, there. Yeah. So they had they had somebody over there on Twitter, and I was, you know, I think my wife was upset because I wasn't engaging. In I the was party. at the party. I was just sitting <laughs> on my phone, just refreshing Twitter. Which is totally normal to see now, it. right? Yeah, <laughs> that's every party. Just to see what was to yeah. see what was happening because he was in he was one of the main ones there, so they were keeping an eye on. Yeah. So it was able, it was kind of fun to watch it that <sighs> organically. And then I guess from then to from 13 to now it's just got so much more popular and everyone's doing yeah. it and it's a lot harder to get and we really there. you know when there was regionals we really enjoyed the team aspect and so we sent teams a lot so i turned yeah. down a couple i went individual one more time after that and i turned down the individual spot several times so that i could go on a team and have yeah. have fun doing team stuff and it was that was really i mean i had more fun doing the team competitions right hands down so how how does the team work compared to like it's really whatever the workout is. Okay. You kind of get to play your strengths, which we like because there's a lot more game planning in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot. It's just, yeah. You get to showcase your talents a little bit more. Right. You know, it's mm -hmm. fun. There's yeah. some teams are four-person teams. Some people are six-person teams. And we'll have some. Okay. Like the competition we're having here this weekend, or a few weeks, is a two-person team. Ah, so yeah, okay. kind of just one male, one female. Sometimes yeah. you have three guys. I'll make up a team. It'll be all men or all three women make up a team. Yeah. Um, is yeah, it like that, the games too, though? Just kind of the games now is two and two, two boys, two two girls okay. is the team. It was three and three for a while, and they've kind of the the games has really pushed individuals a lot more, especially nationwide. You know, yeah. they're getting more and more athletes from other countries to come and do the games, and they're they've really shrink the the masters athletes and <laughs> as well as the uh, team team athletes. You see less teams, sure. less masters, less teens, teens yeah, and less teens. teens, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like now it's you know you have your elite like ten to fifteen that you yeah. know that are pretty much going to be there every year, and like somebody like Brooke Wells that mm -hmm. you talk to, yeah, she's pretty much going to make it every year mm. unless something crazy happens. Well, they didn't they change? I think what she mentioned they changed the criteria to get to the games now. Is that they, right? They just changed. They changed every rule. That every year they've kind of evolved it, I guess. it a little bit. Yeah. So it's kind of hard yeah, to keep Yeah, so now up. you can you can make it out of being, I can't remember what it is, but it's the top so many out of the Open, and then also if you're a national champion. Sure. Or if you make one of those sanctional events and get first in the sanctionals. Yeah. But, I mean, it's 
it's a lot of fun to watch. I know yeah. that. It does make the season a lot longer. You know, we used to know exactly right. when we were competing throughout the year, and now you're kind of having to jump around and do do different Always stuff. Always having to stay in shape. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, unless somebody's <laughs> actually see like Frazier, he's going to make it on his first one, so yeah. he knows what to focus on. And then he, you know, he if he does the other ones, it's really just extra cool. income for him. Yeah. I mean, he's making a good living off of it. It's a little bit different than just yeah you know right yeah i want to go and make the games well i'm I'm and someone asked me this the other day they're like how much do they make i'm like i don't know like what you know and then you look up like how much they can get for winning the games and then but i'm sure a lot of them it's endorsements for sure kind of like with golf right they make way more money in endorsements than they do Mm -hmm. playing yeah um especially now with social media because all of the top athletes seem to have over a million followers on, on social media i think golf is a great example because you have you know, just your your weekend warrior golfer who yeah. just likes to golf, you know, mm-hmm. as a mechanic, but he goes out and golf on the weekend. So he knows like what he shoots at yeah. this course and stuff. So then he can compare that when he watches the pros and how they do. It's kind of cross. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know, you have some people who know what they have. Their scores are on certain workouts and how they would do on certain events. And then you see the pros do it and it really gives you a good appreciation. Yeah. You know, you don't have that as much for football or even mm-hmm. soccer or anything like that. Yeah. It's that. You know, we look at how fast they are and how hard they hit, but like just as a layman, I don't. I mean, I there's can't no, really figure no real that out. To yeah. It, yeah, how's that going to feel to me right now? Right. Because we'll sometimes do the exact same workout they'll do at the games here. Okay. And we'll see, you know, the difference in the. It's kind of yeah. neat to see the. That's difference. a great test. Isn't yeah. It? That's a lot of fun. It's like going to play Pebble Beach with the. Yeah. Pro am and get playing the same course they are. Shoot eighty five with a big yeah. smile on your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. seriously though. I mean, yeah. yeah if, if I can, you know, be not, you know, if I can be not, if Matt Frazier did it in six minutes, if I can do it in less than twelve, I'm happy. You know, yeah. man, that was a good day. Yeah, I think that's something. What when we recorded with Brooke Gan, I said, what was your time? compared and I know obviously they're lifting different weights but I just said let's you know they might be lifting the same yeah, well, yeah. it's pretty close I think. Brooke, sure. uh, I think it like she finished it was one of like the I don't know what workout but it was this workout and like she did it in like eight minutes and Gan's like yeah I, I don't think I finished it in the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that it was it was pretty close you know it was looking at the stuff that they do and like whoa like Gan's been in this for five years and probably one of the first people I guess I would know mm-hmm. and then you have Brooke who's just a complete machine yeah. Uh, but what what about um, I guess the business plan now? You know, you have six locations. Um, it, do you have people coming to you that that want to open more, or is it are you happy where you're at now, or do you just want to kind of world domination and keep going? <laughs> at first, it was like we wanted to. I mean, we kind of did at the very beginning. We yeah. I wanted to have five gyms in five years. Was that okay. our initial thought? And it took. I think we got six gyms in seven years or eight years, something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Yeah. And, and we were definitely focused on growing and, and, you know, making CODA a household name, at least in the CrossFit community sure. in Oklahoma. Um, and really, to, to, honest for us, to be honest for us, it's not, it's not about how many locations we want. It's really uh, allowing our trainers who, you know, start as just, you know, maybe part-time and then become full-time and then move up to, you know, like a head trainer, letting them, if they're interested in it, go off and, and start their own location. We just kind of right. want to be a part of their journey. So okay. every other gym we have has a, a gym manager slash owner in it that's in business with us also, gotcha. you know, mm-hmm. and the majority owner. Yeah. So obviously it's it, it's More like a vested for them. Then. Exactly, yeah. 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 I, even, I mean, for, I don't franchise, you kind of pay a franchising fee. We, I mean, we think we're in the fight with them. Gotcha. You know, we get to... We help them out. They're, you know, they're leading the charge from their location. And, sure. Um, like CrossFit, if we get an affiliate fee, we have to pay a fee. But they don't care if we go out of business. Uh, okay. I mean, they, yeah. they don't do anything to su- 
to kind of right. help us with the business. But by aspect. using that CrossFit brand, you have to pay yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jared and I are going around to the different locations. You know, we coach there. We help yeah. train the trainers. Bryce does all the programming idea. for okay. all the gyms. And then I'll do all the, like, the yeah. behind-the-scenes clothing and all that jazz. And I'm sure you have, like, the layout nailed down and you yeah. kind of know what works and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So it's not it's not as hard as opening up a lot of other gyms, Oh, right? yeah, for sure. For sure. Each one does kind of have their own little yeah. niche, you know, and we definitely, they're not cookie-cutter. You know, different right. gyms, you kind of get a different feel and have a different vibe. And, um, but it's really, you know, we want it to be based on what that gym manager slash owner, their, their vision and their goal of it, and we just want Coda to them to be under the Coda umbrella and Coda support them. Right. And I guess now you've built up such a brand with almost, I guess, it would be... I mean, when did the women's when do we say the first one was open? Was December it 11? 11. 11, so it'll be almost, you know, 10 years next mm-hmm. year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, you have, you have a brand now that people want to be associated with. You know, you've built that brand up with people, like, they when they think of CrossFit, they probably think of Coda, you know? And it's kind of hard. Sometimes people think it's almost like we're the big bad wolf sometimes, too. Some of them, right. if somebody goes to a gym, they see us, it's maybe kind of... Kind of like the mega gym of mega, yeah, and mega then kind of camp yeah, CrossFit. Then they, sometimes we just say just kind of come in and try to yeah. class and see it's not quite as scary right is what you think it really is yeah i think that's what kind of crossfit carries that stigma yeah. oh you're gonna get hurt you're doing all the same mm-hmm. you know thing same movements over and over again that's you're gonna get hurt from that well just as long as you do it right you'll be okay yeah. well, just like the, anything yeah and the hard part too is that you know gyms will be called crossfit gyms but you know some are just kind of you know they maybe are a hobby gym they throw something up on the wall we're just going to see something cool on instagram so we're going right. to do that tomorrow kind of thing we have a, a much more methodical approach to, okay. to programming and longevity trying to plan out you know cycles for the whole year kind of knowing when we're going to peak for different capacities and yeah. and what our focus is going to be for different cycles and how we're going to move through that and you know setting people up for success you know, if we know we're doing a certain heavy cycle, then, you know, months before that, we need to be preparing for that and making right. sure our structure work is there and then focusing on, you know, metabolic conditioning and different energy system training throughout that to keep things exciting, but not have you hammer the same thing every day. So, right. you know, staying away from threshold training is a really big deal. And I think that that's the key to that is being organized in your programming mm-hmm you know far in advance and that was another good thing is that since we have six locations but we don't have to have six people that are doing that we just right. it's that's like half my job is just to do the programming so we're not reinventing the wheel at each location yeah and that and it it's, takes a lot out of them sure i've never does. had to worry about programming so that's one thing i never had to worry about and like yeah. whenever the new gym opens up the new guy doesn't have to worry about worrying about programming right which is a lot of gyms when you open up that's the main thing you're worrying about the that's all stress, yeah. That's, yeah that's all anybody's thinking about when they first open up a yeah show. what what are we going to work out tomorrow what yeah. are we, and then kind of yeah. like, like going day by day too. Yeah, right, day by day exactly. what do you guys want to do today write it up on the board you know Ooh, yeah. let's try this not really seeing that oh we did you know the same hinge pattern four days in a row right. and now we're going to do you know kettlebell swings and running yeah. this could be trouble mm-hmm. yeah and i like how you kind of because I, I and i remember when gan was preparing for that event in tulsa he said that like you were specifically working out towards that event, which mm-hmm. is now makes total sense because you guys have a complete plan for it under yeah. the umbrella. That doesn't matter what gym you're at. That's if you're preparing for the event, then you're doing these workouts. And especially if a gym, if a competition gives us what the workout's going to be, yeah. then we know we're going to have a big advantage because we're going to every gym's going to work on it. 
Yeah. We're going to work. We're going to start working on that stuff. Awesome. So uh, next event, you said there's a 29th. Is that right? 29th here. Yeah, it's called Cupid's Revenge. Uh-huh. And this is we actually started this competition when we were buddies at uh, across at OKC before we even opened up Coda. Yeah. And then we didn't do it for a year because he I was, was deployed. Gone. Yeah. And then so this will be our ninth year. Yeah. Yeah. Our ninth Cupid's Revenge. Nice. Our favorite event is called First Timers. We have in the summertime. Yeah, in August. It's and you have to be your first event. Yeah. Like you can't. You can't compete anywhere else before this. Yeah, one. this has to be your first event. So everybody's yeah. super nervous. Because we talked about to our very first competition how nervous we were and couldn't sleep. And we like everybody to have that. Oh, everyone. Yeah. You, how yeah. many people do you have and, doing that? And then everybody. It sells out every year. And every year oh, we think so they're not, it's not going to sell out. It sells out every time. And yeah. everybody inside the gym at that time has never done a competition. Yeah. So you don't feel like. You know, they're not gonna. You're not gonna walk in and have to compete against him, who's been doing it for 10, 10 years. Yeah. So it's just fun. The bathrooms are always blown up. Everybody's always super <laughs> nervous. <laughs> yeah. Go egos. Yeah, it's just, just a, a fun bunch day. of rookies that's out our, there having yeah. a good time. That's Bryce and I's probably favorite day of the I year. Think it's great to watch, though. Isn't yeah, it's so people, fun. Like, come together. Over yeah, that. and everybody's so yeah, something. Get a PR. Just something happens for the first time. Yeah. We try it's to just, give out really good prizes yeah. and really have a lot of fun. We try to make it. it their best event they're ever gonna do, and it's their yeah. first one. So I guess for some value for people listening, if someone's like even myself, never ever done CrossFit, you know, is quite intrigued by it, wants to get into it, maybe. I mean, what do they do? How do they reach out? How do they get involved? Even if they're close to a not, you know, another coded gym, it doesn't have to be this one. Yeah, I would say that I, I want to know if those people are are nervous, like socially nervous, or if they're just like you know nervous because it could be a hard workout mm-hmm. like if you're nervous because you think it's a hard workout i think you just need to go drop it on a class you know you can email yeah. the the gym that you want to go into tell them you're interested in a class ask them what time would be a good one to drop in and i would say 99 percent of gyms are going to let you come try out a class for free sure and and check that out if you're someone who's maybe a little more socially nervous um i would do the same thing email tell them you know i'm really nervous i would like to schedule just like a one-on-one intro session um you know like some of those might be free you know you might have to pay a little bit of money for that like an hour session but you can come in you know get the tour let them show you a couple things do a workout you know by yourself with you and a coach and kind of like let them evaluate some of your movement patterns and and help you out with a few things and talk you through what the program is going to be like for that week and and then what would be the next good class to come to Mm -hmm. you'll kind of have an idea of what you're getting yourself into sure I remember my first time going to Cross Legacy. I went there the night before to see what it, see the place, and the next day I drove up and then didn't go into the class because yeah. I was too nervous. And then the next time I came, and then I'll tell people that story, and people do that still yeah. all the time. It's just you're just so nervous the first time. It's just so beyond what you've ever done before. Right. And like it's kind of like it's the movements that you do, it just exposes you, right? Yeah. But everyone's going through that. Yeah, exactly. Right? Everyone goes through that. Everyone, and yeah, it never gets easier. Like, right. it, it, you just get better at it. So the workout, you know, me doing it next to some rookie, it's, you know, the, that's worked, walked in for the first time. You know, we have a little bit different weights. Maybe we do a little bit different version. But it's still, I mean, I'm dying. And so they need to know that even though they're feeling like wow this is really hard no one's watching you like yeah. everyone's yeah. I mean the other yeah, people less. in class are just worried about themselves so you know the coach is making sure that you're staying safe but besides that like 
no big deal. Everybody's like no one's judging you. We're all hurting. Like yeah. don't worry about it. It's kind of like when you're on the driving range and you feel like everybody's watching you hit that bad shot. Yeah. And nobody cares. Everybody's worrying about them on their own self out there. But it always feels like you hit a bad shot and you feel like oh everybody's gonna laugh at me. Yeah. Everybody's, the tin cup scene of shanking yeah, it. Everybody's down the line. yeah. Everybody thinks. Everybody's watching them, but nobody yeah. cares. Awesome. <laughs> uh, well, for everyone listening, how can they, I guess, how can they follow you, website and Instagrams and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, we have, a, if you go to one of our Coda, CodaCrossFit.com, it has all of our gyms listed on top. Mm-hmm. So you can click on whichever one and find the one that's closest to you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, gents, this has been really cool. Uh, hopefully the next time I see you, I will be swinging from something in this room. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll be a month's time because i got to get this run out the way, but I will, I will come back for sure. Um, I'm not looking forward to it, but it's I've got to push through that. So we do that. We have, of it. we have verbal commitment from da- from Gan that he is doing yeah. the ultra with you. Oh, you do? He, no, no, that's what I'm asking. Oh, do well, you have commitment? Is Gan doing it for real? I think the I think the last day the last day you can today is the last day where you can transfer your entry. Okay. By midnight tonight. Okay. So he's, if he doesn't, he's going to lose eighty dollars. This won't come out. This won't come out tonight. Ah, no. And so. he's competing on the 29th here also. He's actually competing with my sister. That's on so the funny. Team. <laughs> is it Gan or Gage? I don't know which one it is. It might be I Gage, it was actually. Maybe it is Gage. Yeah, so I can't remember. It's the 13th of March we're running. Okay. 50, 50 kilometers, 31 miles. 50 kilometers. Yeah. Around Stillwater back road somewhere. Yeah. I've, oh, I've seen one. some pictures and it's just yeah. up and down mud hills. <laughs> Great. Just don't <laughs> rain. Just don't rain. <laughs> uh, but awesome. Well, again, I pre- appreciate your time and uh, hopefully everyone listening got some value out of this. If they didn't, I definitely did. So uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. I will catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.